afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, your podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. Gary Lucy here. What it do. And that's our show. All right. Take it easy. <laughs> How you doing, Gary? Uh, uh, doing good. I'm, I'm a little sleepy. I was up late watching those uh, VMAs. Did you watch that yesterday? The- I didn't watch the VMAs, and I'm, uh, I am I read a lot of uh, a lot of people tweeting it this morning. Way to, way to keep your finger on the pulse. Sounds not like, like, not, I didn't, not I like didn't you had a music know. podcast to do the next know, day or something. I know. Where you that's okay. That's fine. But it was uh, so, so you, you know what happens. You know if anything exciting happens, people will talk about it. That's right. Now, yeah. W- there were performances, I imagine. There was performances, and um, were there videos? Were there awards? There was hardly any videos. Like that's you know that's that's the saw that you know that they don't show videos anymore. They've like when they even when they were announcing the nominees for uh-huh. the for the videos, they showed the shortest amount of like video that they could right. uh, for you know Foo Fighters, and you know and just like you know cut it off just bef- you know right because you know it's 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 besides the point. It's a big uh, it's just a big party for the uh, young people. It's a party for the young people, and it, and uh, and speaking of that, there there was one kind of. Um, Moment that that uh, brought me hope. Well, a, cu- a couple of Metro Foo Fighters won, and uh, Dave Grohl said something. It was it was it was kind of corny, but but it but it was also heartfelt. It was like uh, you know, never give up faith in rock. You know, no matter how <laughs> you know how how down we may seem. Exactly and that was uh, they, so, so that was nice. And uh, Brian May was there. He played with uh, Lady Gaga. That oh, was that's good. great. And then uh, Brian Rem- May from Queen, right? Exactly. And uh, same hairdo, sticking with it. Yeah, but, but not gray, gray now. No, it's a, a little bit gray. Is that what you're saying? It's, it's fully gray. It's oh, like he's let it go fully gray. Poodle time. Yeah, but I just a, saw him. Uh, he looks like a barrister, like a British. Uh, I saw him. <laughs> I saw him uh, just about a year and a half ago in front of the Roxy, oh. and uh, and he was probably still dying it then. But yeah, he's got the full head of curly hair. But it sounded sounded really good, and um, and there was one musical performance that was really like, wow! Could you hit that uh, first uh, track here? It's got kind of a long lead, and it was uh, you hear this band Young. Young the Giant, this song uh, "My Body." It was pandemonium. I know, I know. That's like produced a little bit, like you know, like okay, jump around when you see the cameras go on, right? But, but it seemed like real excitement, and uh, and you know, a lot of good like stage diving, and um, so really, th- I, w- I always think this is Muse when it comes on the radio, but it's actually uh, Young the Giant, who I think is from California. But, uh, you get into this, right? Pat's like grooving on this. I like thing. this, yeah. Sounds like something that might have been on the um, the Brandon Flowers solo album. Oh, okay. Kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Let's hear the hook here about uh, who do you um, who do you compare these guys to? That sounds pretty good. The Killers, and I guess Muse. I guess yeah. Here we go. Here this. Sounds great. Anyway, so that was uh, that was kind of exciting. It made you think, like, oh yeah. And then, um, and how did they sound live? It was really good. It was really good. It's really worth a, a look on, uh, on on YouTube. And then, kind of the other significant development was um, the best new artist that uh, you know that's voted by the fans. Oh, that's Chickenfoot, the Sammy Hager. Super it was Chickenfoot. No, Chickenfoot. They did Chickenfoot. They did not win. It was uh, it was this fella Tyler the Creator. Have you heard about him? He's he's like the hot the hot rapper, and he's he's come up like completely outside of the system. Like it's total 
you know, internet, word of mouth, yeah. mixtapes like that. So nothing at all. You know, the industry's like. <laughs> what, I, what I heard is on the eighth day, God created. Tyler, Tyler created, the creator true? and said, "You take it from here. Put it on a T-shirt." And then Tyler, and then Tyler created homophobia. That's uh, <laughs> he's really good, but he's got that kind of casual homophobia that some young people have. That you know, wait, he's I hom- just say faggot. What's a big deal? Oh, you know, okay. like, oh, you can't go. Come on, you're good. I want to like you, but you're not. Is he a white guy? No, no, no. He's a. Uh, Is he saying the uh, the faggot word like like we would say? Uh, you're a pussy. Is that how he's saying it? Yeah, yeah, more or less, but it's still not good. You no, know, it's still, still not, not right. Like, no. I like gay people. I just like to say, well, you know, it still hurts. So, yeah. just, uh, so but maybe he'll grow up. Maybe what, he'll... Did anyone lip sync that you could tell? Hmm. Usually on the MTV Awards, I can tell when someone's lip sync. I think Chris Brown. He's, that guy's ridiculous. That guy's terrible. He's, he's the worst. He's, 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 he's not a good dancer. And then he, he was doing like a Kathy Rigby routine. He was like flying around like Peter Pan. And, yeah. Uh, then he would swoop right down in the audience and smack a bitch up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I didn't see it. Didn't he dance to Nirvana? He did. He did. And the there's... silent partner, Matt Belknap, coming in. <laughs> and uh, he was, uh, yeah, and there was guys I mean, on trampolines. What, what did you say again? Say they, they, he did a dance routine to Nirvana. He did a dance yeah, routine was, to a Nirvana song? Yeah, it was Max some said? you know medley of... Uh, Past winners, or so, I don't know. There was, uh, so basically, he's trying to uh, ride the coattails of everyone that's good. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's a jerk. <laughs> he thought they said Rihanna, but then there's okay, no, I'll do it. It was Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, Pat, I, I have a, uh, a question for you. Oh, okay. Shall we play a game? <laughs> Oh wait, no, 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 that's not you, stupid Q. <laughs> I was uh, that was, yeah, I, I didn't think about that. Should I sh- should have gave a little extra lead out on that. It was uh, the point is it's uh, game time. Okay, if you want to play a game, this is. Uh, what if I didn't want to? Uh, well, I guess we could move on to other things. <laughs> I'll play a game. Okay, here it is. Uh, the the topic of this game, uh, we won't time it. We'll just uh, and uh, Matt, you know, feel free to jump in. Maybe anybody could just jump in. This is going to be uh, bands or songs or album titles that have a word repeated in it. In other words, they double down, if you know what I mean. Okay? I gotcha. So here we go. So uh, starting it out here, we've got, uh, let's say it's uh, it's the group with uh, Simon LeBond. Duran Duran. That's how you play. All right, very good. That's uh, the, that would be their, uh, their self-titled debut album. Right, and that's also their album. Okay, how about uh, the song that uh, Elvis Costello got in trouble for playing? Radio, Radio. Very good. Uh, Neil Diamond's uh, hit? Cherry, Cherry. Very good. Um, Not Holly Holy, Cherry, Cherry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, this is a song by the Thompson Twins, or maybe Robert Palmer also has a thing. You're seeking medical uh, advice. Uh, you want a prognosis. Doctor, Doctor. Is correct. And uh, who else? Is, somebody That'd else. Be a that, UFO. UFO outside of Doctor Doctor. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. That's Please okay. strike Thompson Twins from the record. Um, how's about? Okay, it's a group um, that uh, the English group, and uh, no doubt did a cover of their song "It's My Life." Talk talk is right. Uh, this is a group that um, we got in trouble. With, like a lot of there's a lot of tr- uh, chatter on the Twitter for people like, why didn't they talk about this group during the? Uh, during the uh, cover band uh, section, they're like known for their Ooh. cover bands. They, they do a lot of covers. Like, anthrax, Anthrax. That's right. No, it was uh, me first and the Gimme Gimmies. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, that was a stupid one. I said, okay, like I knew. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Garage Rock Classic, written by Richard Berry, performed by the Kingsman. Louie Louie. Right. 
Uh, another Garage Rock classic. I think it was written by Tommy James, but uh, Billy Idol had a big... Um, Money, Money. Very good. Uh, okay. Matt, please sit down. <laughs> I'm going to get one of these. Okay. Kay. Wait, I got one. I got uh, one. How about Amy Grant? And she's on a date in the video. Baby, baby. Very good. All right. Uh, Neil... Did she, did she, does Amy Grant put out in that date? <laughs> no, no. It's very chaste. It's real. Oh, okay. There's oh, okay. puppies and everything. All right. But, uh, okay, uh, there's an, uh, one of two uh, Neil Young songs on uh, Russ Never Sleeps that... Uh, the opening and the closing, one's acoustic, one's electric. Hey, hey, my, my. Right, exactly. That's hey, a my, double, yeah. double. That's a double, double. double, double that's a, go to in and out with that song. How's about... Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Gary's tired. I feel like I have the flu, but okay. How's about uh, David Bowie? You know, uh, David Bowie won, I think, off uh, Diamond Dogs and... Uh, uh, Rebel Rebel. Right. Um, John Parr. What does that make you think Naughty of? Naughty Naughty. Very good. Uh, Radiohead. Do you know uh, Radio, the Radiohead one? Ooh. That fits the category. Radio, radio, head, head. It's kind of a recent one. It's like if you're trying to give somebody some sympathy, you might say, Oh, baby. They're there. They're there baby. is correct. I would say, oh, baby. All right. Well, I think, uh, I think oh, and uh, the last one is, uh, it's, a, it's a Judas Priest album with that, uh, I think it was like a compilation of some early works, mm. like 1979. Oh, boy. It's like if you had two submarine sandwiches. It might be like hoagie, hoagie, almost. <laughs> hero, 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 hero. There you go. So anyway, so that's uh, that's the game for you're, today. You're the uh, your the cover of your notebook actually looks like it would be a, an album cover for Radiohead. Oh yeah, it does. Look at that. Yeah, I think I think Pet Shop Boys might have had this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hold that up to the camera so people okay. can see. It. Can you see that? It's a bunch of, maybe uh, you scan that in tonight and you put okay, it on the people Facebook can see page. it. That's a good idea. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. People need to sign up on our Facebook page. Yeah, if you're listening, I know we, we know how many approximately how many listeners we have, and we don't have that many people liking us on Facebook. So please uh please like us on Facebook. Yeah. It's um a it's lot fun. of fun. A lot of fun shenanigans goes yeah. on there. Yeah, it's all music talk, you know, and people are, you know, posting videos of bands they like and you know, if if we missed a band that you love, you people are posting it and posting uh, upcoming topics that we will eventually get to. So yeah, any, all music talk right there. Arguments, fights. Sometimes it gets a little personal. Pat uh, forgets his mom's birthday on there sometimes, oh, but that's uh, terrible. that was a whole that was a whole different that's terrible pre-show thing. But uh, anyway, so that's uh, that was the uh, that was the uh, double game, which uh, leads us into leads us into our topic. This is a topic that Gary came up with, which I love. I think it's fantastic. Gary, you call this double downsizing? Double downsizing. So many times a double album comes out, and it's uh, there's there's like enough stuff on there for like uh, a great single album, but they're like, uh, oh, you know, please don't do us any favors, but you know, they they like uh, sprawl out and you know give you know charge us extra, and this is uh, <laughs> this is you know back during the album era. I guess it still happens nowadays, but not that uh, much though, really. Not as much really, but uh, I mean, because you can fit you can fit a double album. On a single CD. More or less, yeah. So they really don't say, like, this is a two-CD set. Yeah, or then, then they figured out, they could, oh, they could just charge it for two albums. Yeah. Like, use your illusion. But uh, but there are some gr- classic uh, double albums in rock history. But even these classic ones can use a little trimming. But even Use Your Illusion, I think that's like two full, almost 75-minute really? pieces Ugh. of work. Yeah. Oh, boy. You know, there's <laughs> a filler on there, I'm sure. There's a little filler. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I actually like those albums a lot. I'm sure that's fine. Hey, what, what do you got on there? Some November rain. What else? You got some November rain. You got some coma. Okay. You got some. Uh, you got some. You is that is that Terminator song on there? I like that. Thing. Oh, you could be mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't cry. Don't oh, cry. Been, Two versions. Two versions with the uh, the blind melon dude. Yeah, Shannon Hoon. Yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah. Knocking on heaven's door, which is what Shannon Hoon is still doing. <laughs> uh, living, their cover of "Live and Let Die." 
Yesterday's. Yesterday. That's so, right. So they, they had to go out and find some uh, material, some but material. pad it out to 75 minutes. That's yeah. great. That's great. So perfect example. You know, they could have they could have put those good songs you mentioned into one. Yeah. And they, maybe they'd be together. To I almost day. did. I almost did that one today. But mm-hmm. then I really feel that it's two separate albums because each one does have a different feel to it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm one's sure a, it does. One's, one's more a little heavier. One's a little. It's just a little different. Right. One's one's heavy and one's kind of just kind of histrionic, like a little like. <laughs> <laughs> it makes that noise like a like curly or something. But uh, <laughs> did you like that Chinese democracy? Did you? Uh, you know what? I have it and yeah, I own it yeah. and I've listened to it a little bit, but I, I I can't fully endorse it because I haven't listened to it enough. Yeah, I've, I need to listen to it more too. That's that's one that really. I will tell you something about Chinese democracy. Mm-hmm. If you go to Best Buy right now, yeah. No matter what the sticker price says on it, it's a dollar ninety nine. Really? <laughs> and the same with the vinyl too, because I picked up a vinyl copy just for fun, a dollar ninety nine. So if you don't have vinyl, uh, if you don't have uh, Chinese Democracy, go to Best Buy, any Best Buy, and they're just they're trying to get rid of them now because they were the only people who sold it. It was an exclusive, oh, and wow. um, and there's tons of them. And uh, take it up front, dollar ninety nine. It's worth a dollar ninety nine, definitely. You heard it here. That's great. That's a reigning endorsement. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's worth two bucks. Uh, so what, sh- what shall we do? Should we? Uh, shall I begin? Or yeah, I'll let wanna... you go first, and then I'll oh, okay. follow your lead. This is this may this uh, maybe could have been the last uh, huge double album that came out like a commercial. This is uh, two thousand three, uh, commercially successful, critically successful. It was um, Outcast, the uh, Speaker Box, the Love Below, yeah. forty songs, a hundred and forty minutes. That's that's too long for for a movie. That's like too, you know. I mean, even if you cut it by half, we're still talking yeah. twenty songs. That's an Elvis Costello "Get Happy" album. Exactly. Right there. Yeah, like two minute things, and you know, a lot of them are kind of like interlude or or whatever. But uh, I'm going to cut this down not only to a sing uh, a single album. I'm going to cut this down to a double A sided single. <laughs> Side A, man, hit that. That's your hey ya. That's good. This. Yeah. This got some play, didn't it? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. This is classic. This is amazing. This is like in some weird time signature, like 11-7 or something like that. But it's 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 amazing. This is side A. Side B. You got it? So this is your speaker box side. And let's go back to the love below side. <laughs> All right. Boom. Done. What's that second track called? That's called uh, I Like the Way You Move. That reminds me of Earth, Wind, and Fire a little bit. Really? Let's hear that again. Let's hear that. Can you hear a little... Sure. Yeah, totally. With the horns and everything. Yeah. I think that's uh, apt description. It's great. And, you know, there's there's plenty of other good songs, but... Uh, but for you, just those two songs is enough. Those are those are classics. And it, this was like... Um, their, their previous album was so good, and that was like... The, you know, like it was such a that was such a big hit. They were like, okay, we don't have to uh, edit ourselves anymore. We're just gonna, you know. So then they put out, which it was basically two solo albums like stitched together. Then they made that movie, and it was I was just gonna say they became yeah. film stars after that. Yeah, have they followed this album up yet? Not so much. No. All right. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. No new material. There, there's like been little dribs and drabs here and there, but yeah, nothing. Nothing substantial. But Pe- people in the arts have to know that whether it's you're writing a movie or a TV spec or you're have your own podcast or, or whatever. Editing is very important. People don't necessarily just want more because you can give them more. That reminds me of a long, a little bit. long, boring story, which I'll say right now. No, <laughs> no anyway. No, but that's it. Yeah, true. Trim it up. People will thank you. It's yeah, true. they will. Anyway, so uh, so what uh, what do you got for your first double up? Well, I'm going to tackle uh, I'm going to tackle a monster here. This is uh, 
this is the uh, the Beatles White Album. Whoa, coming out, Big Guns. Yeah, and so I'm sure there's people out there. You know, actually, it's not really called the White Album. It's actually just called the Beatles. And I say, suck it. People call if you, people call it the White Album. I know it says the Beatles on the front, but come on, what do you call it, Gary? It's uh, the White Album. Everybody White knows it's the White Album. Everyone knows it's the White Album. Yeah. So um, I have cut this. Uh, I've cut this motherfucker down. It's got uh, it's got 30 songs. Okay. And I have taken it down to I've taken it down to 15. And um, and uh, and even with the, the fifteen songs, it comes out at forty two minutes. That's a nice album. That's good. That fits on one side and, of uh, a TDK. And you can just buzz through these, and and, you, and you'll hear that this is a great album. So, okay, you're already wrong. This is this this needed to go. But go ahead. <laughs> Wonderful. I told you about strawberry. She's not a girl. Unbelievable. Great. Happiness is a warm gun. I, I basically removed any Ringo from the album. <laughs> this is uh, this is probably we're probably in the side two now, right? Yeah, we are. Something for the children. Why don't we do it in the road? I think he's talking about making out. <laughs> Love this song. It's called I Will. <laughs> Good ring going there. Nice. Except me. And that's it? That's the 15. Now... I, I kept Revolution number one on, even though that's really not the version like from the Most, Nike commercials. Right, exactly. And yeah. and and also the other version of Revolution num- on this album, Revolution number nine, which is eight minutes and just it's just experimental. Sonic experiment. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, so, uh, that's, so yeah. That's I, that's the first thing that goes. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. the first thing that goes. And the other stuff, I, I, I Matt doesn't have these, but I you know I got rid of uh, Wild Honey Pie. I got I slaughtered your piggies. I didn't need yeah. piggies on there. I, you know, I didn't need, uh, you know, Sexy Sadie or Honey Pie or Savoy Truffle. I just got rid of that, and I think I just kept it almost more of a, of a, of a hits thing for me. And these other songs don't do anything for me. I don't know, if Gary, if you're familiar with some of these other songs. Well, the, um, what I would, like, I, I'm, I'm no fan of Back in the USSR. I just seen, you know. Well, yeah, I, I understand. It's, it's overplayed, and it's probably been in tons of movies. And, and it's just like, a, you know, it's just, you know, it's too self-aware and clever, and it's like, yeah. like a Beach Boys pastiche or something like I can, that. I can agree with you on so that. So I, I would I'd kick that out, bring in the uh, hit version of Revolution, and then, yeah. and then uh, tack on uh, Don't Pass Me By, that uh, Ringo all right, that's good. I can go with that, but but we can agree if we make your changes, it's better than the full thirty. Yes, and uh, Sharon Tate's probably still alive right now. <laughs> yes, you're right. And it's funny. I I bought the. I didn't own. I didn't physically own any Beatles uh. in my at all until uh-huh. the box set came out. I had stuff that I had borrowed from people and put in my iTunes, uh, but then once the box set came out, I felt, well, I should buy it since I've been listening to them for free all this time. And so I actually, I'm one of those people, then I listen to, from the first album 
to the last album and everything, you know, oh, that's great. Oh, this is even better. This is... And then when I got to the white album, I, it was it was a chore at times to yeah. get through it. Like the great, the good songs are great. And then the other stuff, you're just like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. You know, you just kind of hear them falling apart then. And like, uh, you know, the re-recording Ringo's drums right. and, you know, this, uh, but, uh, it's... That, but that said that the white album is their ninth studio album. So, in a after, very short time, yeah, yeah, yeah. So after eight albums, they're probably like, eh, "Let's do something a little creative." I uh, not creative, but you know, flex our art muscle. I orchestrated a blockbuster trade in uh, 1978 with this uh, girl named Kelly Butler. It sounds illegal. Who uh, I, I traded all my Kiss records for all her Beatle records, and uh, I got uh, and I got that. No, but yeah, I got White Album and Magical Mystery Tour and. Um, Sergeant Pepper and Revolver and everything, and and, uh, she, and she got a Gene Simmons tattoo. <laughs> and a, she ended up going to the dark side. She ended up. She started smoking shortly thereafter. You did all this. She started making out. I think I sent her down the wrong path. I did felt you, bad. Did you get to bang her because of this? No, no, no. But uh, she did uh, hook up with this other kid. This uh, who was like um, he was like a proto hipster guy. This kid named uh, Scotland Jackman, and he had like well, I uh, don't like that first he, name. At he all. had like big uh, big hipster glasses and uh, Scotland. Yeah, yeah. And his his brother's name Britain. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and, uh, there was no whales or anything like that, but uh, I <laughs> wish. down from the <laughs> silent partner. Yeah, but. That's uh, terrible. He, he, uh, she, was, oh, she was cute, but I, I really think I you know, sent her down the wrong path. I, I, should, I, should see, I should see if they're on Facebook. See what they're, <laughs> see, yeah. yeah. See what they're doing. Anyway. After so, we're talking about them. Hey, listen to our show. Yeah. Hey, I heard you <laughs> talking about our stupid names. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, number two. Number two is uh, okay. This um, speaking of hipsters, this is a uh, this is a cornerstone of any hipster library. It's a triple album from 1999 called "69 Love Songs" by the Magnetic Fields. This is triple downsizing. This is going to be triple downsizing. How and many songs? In- 69 love songs. Oh, 69. Okay. Yeah, he was. He started out the guy. St- uh, Stephen Merritt is the is the is the brain trust behind Magnetic Fields, and and he's often called like the uh, the uh, Cole Porter of alternative rock. He has like you know very uh, uh, you know kind of like witty and sophisticated lyrics, and but then like it's with this like really like lo-fi production aesthetics and like you know a lot of like ukuleles and kind of like like strange instruments so he he had this project he wanted to write a hundred love songs and then he just kind of like petered out at at 69 and maybe like a handful of them are are real garbage like this one called love is like jazz (laughs) so it's just kind of like a freeform thing but a lot of them are just amazing gems so it was really hard to like uh uh, pinpoint what 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 i did was um i made it six plus nine love songs i took it down to 15 okay love songs and uh this is one of them this is called um crazy for you but not that crazy I built a ship with my own hands to take us to the moon. I took a pen in my own hand and wrote you a hundred tunes. Now I'm crazy for you, but not that crazy. Kind of moves along. It's got some good uh, things. And uh, let's um, hit this other one. This is uh, Cl- Claudia singing. Uh, now, these have some clever lyrics here. Reno. You know, Dakota, there's not an iota of kindness in you. You know you enthrall me, and yet you don't call me. It's making me blue. Pantone 292. Reno, Dakota, I'm reaching my quota of tears for the year. Alas, 
and a lack You just don't call me back You have just disappeared It makes me drink beer I know you're a recluse You know that's no excuse Reno, that's just a ruse Do not play fast and loose with my heart Anyway, so that's that That's that's almost that in, in its entirety and, But come on, you, you're making me blue Pantone 292 that is very specific writing. These That's guys are like a hipster swell season. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> well, hip, yeah, yeah, swell season is kind of hipster. Hipster as it is. too, yeah. So it was uh, hard to like leave off uh, uh, fifty four tracks, but uh, so there was like a lot of tough calls, and maybe none tougher than uh, this one is called uh, Underwear. That, um, but uh, I felt I, like he's going to be singing this one right now. Yeah, feeling. <laughs> this ground was kind of covered by this other song called Fido. Your leash is too long. Chicks pretty in their underwear. <laughs> I call them chicks. <laughs> when I see a chick in her underwear, I say, I'm going to get with you. <laughs> Does that work usually? I just turned into Beavis and Buttheads. <laughs> now, are you like in the changing room at uh, Loman's when this happens? <laughs> Anyway, so that's on the, that didn't even make the cut. So if that one didn't make the cut. That's right. That's so that's that's just showing you the quality that's left off. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put up my uh, 15 love songs on the Facebook page, and people can see if see if they like it. If there's this know. on iTunes, this can you find this? On um, iTunes? yeah, this is this is still in print. You could buy them uh, the albums individually. I would say buy these songs individually. This single album will cost you sixty nine dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. Or a better value would probably be to buy it for nine ninety nine. Right, right, yeah. Just go ahead and yeah, yeah. Buy them all. But I'd, I'd love to hear. What if, what what if there's someone buy. out there that's like, I don't like them all. I only like eighteen of the. <laughs> so I'm just going to buy them separately. <laughs> I'm all the card. Yeah, I don't like to waste. Buy them all. Though. Yeah, but then I got to delete them. It's a big hassle. It's just ones and zeros. It doesn't matter. It's like, <laughs> oh, they're everywhere. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Busby Berkeley dreams gone. Uh, so many good songs. Uh, um, How effing romantic. That's gone. But uh, do you think he stopped at sixty nine songs like as an inside? You know, the moon's like the nine. Oh yeah, up top. Yeah, I like Probably. the. Uh, does the 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 girl the female vocalist yeah. does she also play the banjo uh she plays uh, ch- uh piano and then they have a couple of the uh, celli because there was a banjo on that song. there's some banjo in there and yeah that's uh yeah there's uh they, it's uh they're really great to see live because he has that 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 a uh, thing where he can't take loud noises so he's perfect so he's like you know we'll play these songs that are all very like you know pouring his heart out please love me please love me and then the fans you know erupt afterwards and he's like ah like covering his ears just like stop loving me you know so it's real dichotomy but that's the magnetic fields so i hope uh hope maybe i turn you on to something i like that anyway well, what's I the, love anything with banjo because banjo <laughs> is an extremely hard instrument to play. It is. So whenever I see, so, like when I see like a Steve Martin and an Ed Helms play banjo, I'm like, oh, my God. oh did God give them all the talent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, <laughs> does Steve Martin get to do everything? Write a novel, movies, yeah. plays, win a Grammy for comedy and for music? I mean. Is he happy though? Probably not. Yeah. Probably. No, probably. You can look at all the things he could do. That's true. He's laughing at what us. What if there's one thing you can't do? I cannot <laughs> I cannot blow glass. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying and I cannot do it. I want to make my own bottles. Okay, my next uh my next uh, double album. And again, my so mine are old because I didn't even think people still made 
a double album. But uh, this goes back to '79. Uh, this is uh, this band's twelfth album. But the third album with this incarnation of the band, this is, uh, this is Tusk by Fleetwood Mac. And uh, this was on the heels of Rumors. And so at that point, um, they gave a lot of creative control to Lindsey Buckingham. And if you've ever listened to a Lindsey Buckingham solo album, uh, it's all kind of just experimental pop and all of it doesn't work. Usually like about half of the album works. So uh, I think there might even be – there's 20 songs on here. I think there might be 10 Lindsey Buckingham compositions on here and uh, uh, it really sounds like almost like three solo albums like Stevie Nicks and a Lindsey and a Christine and it's, it doesn't doesn't sound like a Fleetwood Mac album to me even though I love it I love Tusk now is there um, I, I haven't listened to it all that much but uh, I can remember like like this this was a real symbol of like the rock and roll excess of the late 70s yeah. like you know like we should get the USC marching band. Oh, yep. that'd be awesome. You know, and they, you know, you know, send a separate limo for the tuba and everything. And yeah, so exactly. It, it, it was, it was stuff like that. But, um, and then at some point, yeah, people realized, Hey, Lindsey Buckingham's out of his mind. This is like, like cool stuff. And like, I think, uh, uh Camper Van Beethoven did an album length cover version of Tusk. Of like, Tusk? yeah, they covered nice. the whole thing. Uh, yeah. So it, it definitely has his fans. So I am, I, so I don't know, like, is, is there a lot of, is there any revolution number nines on there that like obvious targets where got to get this out of there? Actually the, uh, no, the Lindsey songs are super short. Hmm. They're like, there's some two minute songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of two minutes. There's a lot of songs under three minutes that are, here's a song, uh, 148. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of short songs in here. The 20 songs clock in at 74 minutes, and I took it down to 12 songs at 35 minutes. Oh, that's nice. And um, the opening track of the original one is over and over, and it's a really slow hmm. Christine McVie song. I, I don't like an album that starts out slow. I just <gasps> never do. you got to pep it up. So, uh, so I removed that, and uh, we're going to buzz through these 12, and I opened it with a, with a, with a song called uh, The Ledge. This, is, this sounds a lot like all the Lindsey Buckingham songs in this album, as you will find out. And then go to the this next This is awesome. One. This is a, yeah. called Think About Me, and I love yeah. this Christine McVie song. This one's awesome, yeah. yeah. The, the Decembers do this uh, oh, they do? quite often. Yeah, this is good. It's great. Yeah. It wasn't released as a single, and I think it could have been. And then another Lindsey song. This is called Save Me a Place. It's funny, the Beatles, we didn't have to na- tell you what Everybody, the songs were. You knew Everyone in your bones, but, but this sounds cool. This yeah, sounds very cool. not dated or anything. This is like... And then... This was a... Sarah, right? Yeah. yeah. Without an H, just like my daughter's yeah. name. <laughs> I love all songs named Sarah. I love any... I love Sarah's smile. Anything that's Sarah, I love it. We Everyone's heard that. This is called What Makes You Think You're the One... A lot of Lindsay songs, he just starts out with what the title of the song is. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Was... This one's called Storms. It's a Stevie song. Christine McVie got the shat, got cut out a lot on this album. That's the way it goes. Nothing personal, baby. <laughs> Another Lindsay song. That's the title of it. That's all for everyone. 
Another Lindsay song? I love this song, Not That Funny. They seem like sketches for songs. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. This is called Angel. This is Stevie's song. Nice little groove. Yeah. Three more. Oh, hey. Some more of this kind of two-steppy. Yep, exactly. This is called That's Enough For Me. And the next one is called I Know I'm Not Wrong. More of the... Don't blame me because I know I'm not wrong. It is nice. Yeah. But it's... Really feels like a Lindsay solo album, though. Mm. And then, of course, a song yeah. that I don't know what this is about. <laughs> I don't. I look yeah. at the lyrics. I don't know why it's called Tusk. It's not about elephants. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Matt says it's about it's about your your junk. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. It's uh, there's something ominous yeah. going on, and and it's it's hard to believe this was a top ten single. Yeah. This went to number eight. Nuts. It is. And it was 79, so MTV wasn't right. around yet. So it wasn't like they had a cool video. And that's why. So I guess Fleetwood Mac at that time could release this song. There was a video of it, though. But there was, yeah. Just horsing around at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, and John McVie's not there, so they have a cardboard cutout of him. They just <laughs> carry it around. Nobody noticed the difference. And then they just kind of yell Tusk at the end of it. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh, yeah, they, I mean, drugs are probably part of the explanation, yeah. but I'm sure there's... I wonder if they... Got, maybe there's one of them uh, 33 and a third books. We can look it up and, yeah. and see what it's all about. But it seems like some of those Lindsay songs, maybe they could like uh, cram a couple together, make one the middle part. and Yeah. But uh, but I'm sure I'm, you know they were probably in the studio for a long time. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I think and I think that album cost, uh, cost a million dollars. A to million make dollars. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. And it was a uh, cost. Uh, list price was fifteen ninety eight, which was unheard of. That was real money back then. That was because even on sale it's like twelve ninety nine. What the I'm, man? The man is trying to make me. <laughs> yeah, and then you're yeah some uh, some uh, wankery. Yeah, that's uh, that's you know I I want I want rumors too. Yeah, I know that's what everyone wanted. Yeah. So anyway, you know what? Uh, that uh, very same year, like the last week of that same year, uh, is my uh, third selection came out, and it's uh, last week of '79. Last week of '79, uh, and uh, but still good enough to make it uh, Rolling Stone's greatest album of the '70s, and it's a double album called "London Calling" by The Clash, and uh, just um, it's it's great. This one was was uh, really hard to cut up. A lot of this is a live album. No, 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 no. They, London Calling's not a live album. No, there's uh, it's it's a studio album, and um, this was their third album. And it I was, thought that London Calling was a live. There's album. like a there's like a concert photo on it of the bass player, yeah, smashing his bass, and uh, but uh, no, it's a uh, it's it's uh, definitely a, a studio album. Well, I think you're in for a treat, Pat, because this well, is isn't like, Train in Vain live. No, 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 no. It's what the studio. F- what is wrong with me? <laughs> You've been laboring under the delusion that this was. I thought that was a live album. Right. This is uh, Train in Vain was in fact. Tacked on at the very last second. To, so they had a single. Yeah, exactly. But in in my world, uh, the worst uh, the worst worst shall be first 
And uh, the last shall be first. So I, I made this the uh, opening track instead of London Calling. Okay. Bump down London Calling to the uh, opening track of Side 2. This is, this is about two-thirds Joe Strummer song. Did you remix this album, Gary? I remixed it. I remastered did you have, did you have it. the original master tapes? Because it sounds like you did a lot of work on this. <laughs> I really did. But uh, I retained uh, I retained a lot of the cool uh, Strummer songs and all you know all the hits. You yeah. own their masters is what you're telling <laughs> I do, me. I do. It was, it was, uh, I won them in, in a bet. It was, what was a charity auction? But uh, you, Didn't you trade all your Kiss albums for these <laughs> that, and, and, and for the services of Kelly Butler <laughs> and, the, and the brothers Jackman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you remember the Jackman Five? <laughs> oh, yeah. Those guys are yeah. fucking great. It was Scotland, Tito, Britain, Wales, Ireland. But still, but still a Tito. <laughs> yeah. All right, go, go ahead. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this, this album is great. It has uh, Clamp Down, Lost in the Supermarket, Spanish Bombs, and... Uh, Death or Glory, and uh, this uh, Joe Strummer classic called Hateful. Good maraca shaking in there. Alright, so there's gotta be some cuts. So uh uh card sheet, clean out your desk. Lovers rock, your services aren't needed here. Also, Revolution Rock, you go to Right Profile. And uh, probably the most controversial cut uh, I made was, uh, this is the second song in the album. Never cared for it. It was always kind of a speed bump for me. I was always wanting to get past it. It's uh, called uh, Brand New Cadillac. And it goes... And not written by them. No, no, it was a... uh, Some covering. But, you know, it's just like, you know, who needs it? Come on. Sounds like a straight cat. Exactly. Yeah. Is this, is this fun for anybody? Is it, I don't know. Maybe it's fun to play. Who knows? Well, that's true too. There's a live factor because yeah. this is this is a live album. <laughs> I picked it different. Okay, here's what you need to do. <laughs> the next time you come in here, I want you to bring this album to me so I can listen to it. Because I got I have to be honest with you, and people can yell at me. Uh-huh. Or whatever, <laughs> or hate me. I could never get into the Clash. Wow! I know. I've tried. I've borrowed others, but I've never heard of London Calling top to bottom. Okay. And uh, and um, maybe so. I'm going to give it a whirl because I liked what you played so far. But I so thought this was a live album because it was double, and mm-hmm. there's a live picture on the front. Right. It would, and London Calling. Was, that sounds like it might be like, like hey, it's live in London. Yeah. <laughs> so um, why are you calling me? Come down to the concert. Yeah. Just come over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're playing live. It's so funny when I listen to the Ramones now, mm-hmm. and when I listen to that early Elvis Costello, mm-hmm. and the songs that you just played here. This music was like punk. It was like wild yeah. music. And now when I hear it. It, this could be this could be Bill Haley in the comics. Yeah, exactly. It could be <laughs> Buddy Holly. It could be any of that just rockabilly groove stuff. It's it's not as rockin' as you remember it from 77, 78, 79. It's funny. Same very seemed very threatening at the time. It really did. It doesn't sound mm. threatening at all now. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what? So, uh, you own this? You sure, own a physical yeah. copy of this? Uh, you know I don't, but uh, I got it on the. Uh, oh, I cannot take a bootleg copy from. Oh, you. yes, I can. Bring it. <laughs> okay. No, uh, yeah, I'll remind you because I do want to hear this now because I liked I, I liked a lot of that. Think you like it? So my uh, my final my final entry is um, is now my we've talked about before on here, and I say that I don't care for it. Um, <laughs> it's uh, from 1972. It was just re-released this year. Um, everyone says it's the greatest Stones album of all time, and <laughs> I do not think it is. It is Exile on Main Street. And um, Gary crazy. Gary had mentioned that uh, it's not so much that it's a great album sometimes is that it's just the story. Uh, the, the mythology The mythology, it. you know, because yeah. they, they rented a house in, in France. They were exiled to France, right? Yeah, and Gra- they, Graham Parsons hanging around. Yeah, and, and they just, they just uh, they lived there and partied, and then when they mm-hmm. felt like it, they would go in the basement and they would record uh, this album. And... Uh, it's funny because uh, it clocks in at uh, 67 minutes. So nowadays this would just be a single CD. But back then it was two discs, four sides. And I have taken it down from 18 songs to 10 songs. Let's do it, Matt. Nice. Sure. Rock, this is Now the songs that I love on this, I love. Rocks Off is great. Doesn't get much better. No. And a great way to open an album. Yeah. And then this is Rip This Joint. This is a Slim Harper cover. Shake your hips. This song still sounds great today. Could you pause a second, Matt? Now, just so you know, all those four tracks that we just played, those are actually, that's side one of the album, except I took off Casino Boogie, because who the fuck cares? About <laughs> but yeah, those are four of the five tracks on side one, so... We're off to a good start. Yeah, you, side one, you're like, woohoo! Okay, go ahead. This is Sweet Virginia. Cool jam. Loving cup. One of the better Keith uh, lead vocals. Happy. All down the line. Pause it one second, Matt. Actually, and happy was uh, was from side three of the album. It's the only song I took from side three. Side three, the ones I just can't get into at all are "Turd on the Run," yeah, "Ventilator Blues," sure. "Let It Loose." I just want to see his face. You know what I find too when I listen to this? The songs I don't like are the ones that sound like they were recorded somewhere else. Like they they have a a dirtier, grittier something that I that I don't that doesn't appeal to me. But okay. So we have uh, uh, sh- Shine a Light. And then I, cl- I close it out with Soul Survivor, oh, which is yeah. how the real album closes out. 
with Shine a Light and Soul Survivor. It really condensed it down. So yeah, the last three songs, um, All Down the Line, Shine a Light and Soul Survivor, those are all offside four, uh, plus Stop Breaking Down, which is a Robert Johnson song, which, you know, I don't... I don't know. I would I would I would have taken one of those uh, bluesy boogie woogie numbers from the uh, first side and kind of moved it down there to the uh, bottom three and. Why well, didn't up I all didn't re- I didn't I didn't resequence it? Gary. Oh, you didn't. Oh, okay. But that's that's part of the fun. That's part of the. We were supposed to resequence this into a into a, into a coherent thing. You think like, oh, what's going to be side two and what's going you know what's going to kick off side two and. And you know what's um, funny? You know what's funny is that the the 2010 re release had a bonus disc of songs that they didn't make the album. That they, uh, you know, they recorded some new vocals and stuff. Basically, kept the feel, and there were some great songs on there, like "Pass the Wine" and "Plundered My Soul." Yeah, and I'm just like, why wouldn't those? When wonder why those didn't make the, uh, the cut? That's that is uh, probably the greatest thing we're missing from the album era. Is, you know, people talk about like the big artwork and things like that, but uh, to roll your joint on, to roll your joint. But uh, sequencing was such a huge part. Of yeah, it yeah, before, yeah. And just like you know, knowing what you know. Now I find that CDs. Because you, you pop your CD and you li- they f- seem to front load the CD yeah, exactly because you're just gonna then you take it out of your car yeah and you put it back in and you hear you know you don't you don't jump to track seven where you left off you just exactly so a lot of times I think it's front loaded a little bit yeah and the, and then sometimes it'll like blend it together a little bit and maybe that'll be a topic some front load front loaded the first uh, side <laughs> with the best side ones front loaded hey that's not a bad idea and now there's so uh, any um, any other uh, great double albums you'd uh, want to recommend. To people, anything that... Uh, well, Use Your Illusion, of course. <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, I wanted to talk about um, uh, The River a little bit. There's, um, Did you know that that, uh, Bruce Springsteen, that was originally slated to be a single album? Uh-huh. It was... wonder what the running... Do you know the running order of that? The running order was set. They had mastered it. They had, it was on the slate for uh, Columbia. It was going to be called The Ties That Bind. Okay. And uh, if you go to a website called Consequence of Sound... Um, and you, you can put in like you know ties that bind or something like that. They'll you you can find it pretty easily, and they, it's on other places. And then there's this other website called Guitars One Hundred and One that actually has like this remastered version. You can just listen to it. It's it's all songs from the river, you know, except for this one called Cindy. And it, it, now would have been a good time to play that, but I forgot to bring it. Cindy's probably out there somewhere. Right? It's probably out. Well, it's it's on this thing if you go to Guitars One Hundred and One. But you know, it's just just interesting. Yeah, it was uh, it's originally supposed to be a single uh, <laughs> album, and then I. Bruce is here. <laughs> At the last minute, I, I, I called up uh, Columbia Records, and I said, Mr. Columbia, <laughs> I got to have eight more songs. <laughs> and that's when we recorded uh, some great tunes. <laughs> Cadillac Ranch. Ask me how many more songs we recorded. How many more did you record? We recorded one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> a couple things. A couple things. Thanks for popping by. <laughs> You're welcome. He's welcome. Oh, he left. A um, couple things uh, out this week. Um, it's not music, but if you like comedy, it could be music to your ears. It's a friend of the show. Doug Benson's new CD oh. is out this week called nice. Potty Mouth. Nice. And I think you can get it on iTunes immediately, and then the physical will also be out this week. Uh, also in stores is uh, Counting Crows, August, and Everything After Live. They play the whole album uh, from 2007. Because uh, no one wants to hear their new songs, so let's play uh, <laughs> our most popular album live. But it's a really, it's a really, uh, it's a really fun live album. I, now, en- I enjoyed what, it a lot. What would be the advantage there? Do, do, is there maybe some storytelling in between? There's some, some storytelling. There's oh, some, yeah. there's some shenanigans. That, uh-huh. uh, and, and the live versions are definitely longer with uh, with um, Adam Dervitz, uh, uh 
talking through some stuff and vamping. Is that what they call it? Vamping. Oh, that's fine. Or you know, just yeah, give them a little behind the scenes stuff. And, yeah. uh, I, 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 and I, I, what's one? One of the tracks is called talking. What track <laughs> it's is just it? Called talking. Track four? Don't download track four, because it's just him talking. It's just him talking. I saw him at, at Amoeba one night, like, in the Counting Crow section mm-hmm. with, like, a fan, you know, kind of guiding him through. He's like, yeah, this, this is a good one. This is garbage. Avoid that. Get this one. You know, and Don't was, buy this one that I made. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was being very uh, candid about it. He seems, he seems like he has a pretty well-placed ego for, like, oh, yeah. having such an annoying singing style and everything, yeah. <laughs> an affected uh, manner. But, but he seems like a cool guy. His voice always reminded me. When I first heard Mr. I forget what song it was. I, I thought it sounded like Van Morrison a little sure. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, defi- on. it's definitely in there, but uh, yeah, I, I like I like that Shrek song. And, uh, yeah, accidentally in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. And they got some tunes. And then uh, if you watch Breaking Bad, uh, kudos to last night's episode or this week's episode for uh, they had a Pretender song, "Boots of Chinese Plastic." Love that one, that's I love. It's from it's from their two thousand eight album, "Break Up the Concrete." I'm mm-hmm. holding it in my hand, and uh, and it's it's a great great Pretenders album, and that song is great. So I was I was so psyched. As soon as I heard the uh, the little uh, the little guitar groove at the beginning, I yelled oh. out, "Boots of Chinese plastic!" <laughs> and my wife said, "I can't watch TV with you anymore." Matt, can you can you pull that up on YouTube and we could go out with some Boots of Chinese plastic? Oh, okay, let's do that. What's uh, what's uh, going on uh, next week? What, do we have that? Uh, is it a surprise? Are we doing this? Uh, maybe, maybe we could do that. Yeah. What are you thinking? I already picked my ones for next week. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, then, yeah, let's do that next week. Next week we uh, kick off the uh, rock solid rock and roll encyclopedia. A lot of good, um, a lot of good things to, uh, you know, good recommendations to uh, download and uh, stuff like that. And um, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good one. And uh, remind you once again, please uh, like us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and write a review on iTunes. It seems like those really dried up those iTunes reviews. I would be nice. I wouldn't mind if you. I think maybe a lot of people just don't. Can't be. Any. Isn't it enough that I just listen? Yeah. And we do you ever it. write a review? Do you ever go and write a review? Every once in a while, and I feel like very heroic when I do it, and uh-huh. I always let the people know that I wrote your rev- review there. So you know, so it is, it is, it is an act of heroism in this day and age. So I always like when I read a bad review, and then I then I'll click on the person's name to see what else they reviewed yeah. to, to maybe see what uh-huh. they like, and then they always end up liking something that I'm like, uh, oh, they love Danzig. Okay, <laughs> well, maybe we're not the podcast for them. Okay, here we go. Uh, pretend. 2008 Boots of Chinese Plastic. I'm Gary Lucy. I'm Pat Francis and Matt Belknap. And uh, thank you, Never Not Funny, as always. Nam yo ho and gay kill Buddha, please. Pity hubby little has nuts begging on her knees. Illusion fills my head like an empty can. I spent a million items loving the same man. Chinese play.